Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. Join us as we explore the latest in science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Today's host is Charlotte Bastianza, Associate Editor. Hi, and welcome to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm joined today by Tommy Hayes, who is Research Analyst for Food and Nutrition at Lux Research. Welcome back, Tommy. It's so great to have you on the podcast again. Thank you so much, Charlotte, and uh, happy to be here again. Um, so, Tommy, we had you on the podcast last year in the lead up to Vita Foods Asia 2019, where we explored uh, personalized nutrition market across the Asia Pacific region specifically. And, you know, as we start the lead up to Vita Foods Europe, which is taking place in Geneva in May, and with our personalized nutrition report coming out later this Feb, I think it's a really great time for us to connect again on personalized nutrition from a global perspective. So today, I'm really excited to talk to you a little bit about some of the technology supporting personalized nutrition. Um, so Tommy, essentially, the concept of personalized nutrition is really grounded in science, and data and tech play such a huge role, especially when it comes to gathering individual biomarkers and interpreting that data. Uh, from your position in the market and being an expert in food and nutrition, what are some of the enabling technologies that you've seen that are currently supporting personalized nutrition? Sure. Thanks, Charlotte. So, yeah, just to kick things off, um, you know, we, we've de- developed kind of this taxonomy tree um, as a way to kind of represent all of the different enabling technologies for personalized nutrition. Um, and it first starts with four branches. And I think this is something that we maybe touched on in our last conversation, and we'll unpack mm-hmm. this further. So the first one being um, physical trait and, and lifestyle data. Uh, the second one being biomarkers. Third being genetics. And then fourth being microbiome. Um, so and that te- those four branches kind of divide into a bunch of other uh, different uh, technology approaches um, to gather all of that different uh, type of data about someone's health. Um, so perhaps maybe I can just kind of share with you um, kind of the ones that that I'm most excited about. Yeah, please do. Yeah, so uh, yeah, because as I said, it kind of divides into a bunch of different branches, so I don't think we'll have time to go through everything. But uh, a couple ones that uh, I'm excited about and I've seen activity around lately um, so within the, the biomarker category, you know, I think blood-based biomarkers is the golden standard and, and will be for some time. Um, but we are seeing new ways of being able to obtain smaller blood samples, so it's less invasive. Uh, so a company called Bayes that's split between uh, Germany and, and the U.S., um, they uh, are using a device developed by MIT to do that. Um, and then perhaps maybe a little bit of a long shot, um, but urine-based uh, biomarker analysis, because if you think about it, everyone has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's not asking a consumer to deviate from their normal routine. And um, that's actually a huge uh, you know, barrier to personalized nutrition is asking someone to do something different. Um, uh so when we look at urine analysis, it you know, doesn't have that barrier, but it does come some with technology um, challenges. Uh, but there's a company, Wellmetrics, out of the U.S. that just formed a partnership with DSM to to hopefully um, make that approach more sound. 
other ones I'll, I'll highlight as well within genetics. Right now, the standard is genotyping. So you're just looking at uh, different variants within the genome that have been researched um, and have some sort of link to nutrition. Uh, so you have to know what you're, you're looking for. Um, and then uh, the kind of the next generation beyond that uh, that has been more in, in kind of traditional genomic studies that will hopefully seep into personalized nutrition. Um, the first being whole exome sequencing. So you're just looking, you're looking at all of the uh, genes that have um, uh, an expression assigned to it. Uh, so the genes that are actually doing something. And then lastly, whole genome sequencing, which maybe is a bit uh, excessive, but you would get everything, um, so the whole genome. Uh, and then for the microbiome, which in of itself as an entire category is very exciting. Um, but within that, uh, metatranscriptomics, that's also a bit of a, a holy grail scenario where, you know, right now um, when you're taking a stool sample, you're really just looking at uh, the bacteria and you're only looking at certain parts of information about the bacteria. Um, whereas metatranscriptomics, you're going to see everything, not just bacteria, but different sorts of microorganisms, as well as um, the gene expression activity uh, from those microbes, everything. Um, so the company that's really trying to be the pioneer there is, is Viome um, out of uh, the Bay Area in the U.S. Um, and it's done some some uh, proof of concept work. I think it's there's room work to be done to to really get it to scale, but starting to show early signs of promise. Great. So those are so those are definitely some of the uh, some of the ones I'm most excited about. They are exciting, Tommy, and I think um, it's really interesting how personalized nutrition has evolved to you know really be focused on this holistic capture of an individual person and. You know, we, it started out sort of being grounded in DNA and things like that. And now we're really understanding the value of how important it is to factor in things like um, physical lifestyle environment, this increasing look at the microbiome. Um, it's all very exciting. Since this podcast is related to VitaFoods Europe, it's the perfect time to interrupt and remind you that you can find all the information you need about the show at vitafoods.eu.com. Now back to Charlotte. You mentioned some of these texts coming out of Bayes, DSM, Viome, Nestle, you know, th those are really, really cool. Um, but how do these enabling technologies kind of compare against one another? Yeah, so uh, generally speaking, um, a framework to evaluate these approaches side by side um, is looking at how do they stack in, in terms of cost, invasiveness, precision and accuracy. Um, so that's actually an, a, an analysis that we had done at Lux previously, was looking at how all of these approaches vary by those four factors. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, it, it didn't lead to, oh, personalized nutrition should use this single approach because it checks the box on all of them. But it, it, at least, um, uh, kind of nudged us and, and uh, our readers into the right direction in terms of which, generally speaking, are, are better um, than others. So actually, a lot of the ones I, I mentioned, um, so blood-based, urine-based, um, biomarker analysis, whole exome sequencing, 
uh, and Metatranscript Omics. So those are some of the ones that ranked a bit more favorably uh, using that that framework. So, Tommy, thanks for outlining that. I think um, if I can sort of tie it back to cost and scalability, I think those are you know some of the big challenges of personalized nutrition. And I think that's why we do see quite a lot of companies looking to collaborate, smaller players looking to partner with large corporates and vice versa you know, developing a product that really can do it all or a service that can do it all. Um, so from these texts that you've you've mentioned, you know, do you find that they're mutually exclusive or do you find that they can be combined? I think they have they have to be combined. Um, because when we and you alluded to this earlier, when you're talking about human health, it's a combinatorial equation. There are so many variables uh, involved. So you can't get a holistic view just by testing one variable. Um, with that said, uh, as you add a different sensing modality, so say it's a personalized nutrition platform that you're going to do blood analysis, you're going to do urine analysis, you're going to do genetics analysis, you're going to do microbiome analysis. Well, that comes with more cost. Right, um, exactly. So it is a, a delicate balance, um, and uh, what I would am starting to see is it's more of, um, and I think there's some companies doing this. A, a good example would be Neutrino that got acquired by um, uh, Medtronic back in 2018, where it's more of a black box kind of plug and play platform where you can get an off the shelf test from any external testing company um, and then you port that data to the personalized nutrition platform and then it's going to give you recommendations with a certain degree of confidence so a consumer could just do a, a blood biomarker analysis or they could do um, you know a panel of five tests it's up to them you know how much do they want to invest Right, and I, I think this does come down to the consumer. You know, the, the the future success of personalized nutrition really does rely on the consumer's investment. And I think, you know, we are seeing these big shifts um, towards healthier lifestyles. You know, from the conversations I've had with some of the experts that we're working with on the report, um, high-level athletes seem to be quite a good market for personalized nutrition. Um, but yes, essentially it comes down to consumers investing in it and believing in it. And I do think um, there is always going to be quite a, you know, quite a significant cost attached because of how complex the science is and, and, and how much it relies on, on high level tech and data. Uh, so, so Tommy, just before we wrap up, what kind of future direction do you envision for the technology supporting personalized nutrition? And, you know, where do you see this market going in the future? Yeah. So, uh, Part of, part of what I see for the future is um, is what I just mentioned. So this idea of having you know a black box plug and play platform um, where consumers can essentially choose the level of investment that they want to make. Um, but with that, you know everything that we've really talked about today and, and mainly what we've seen has been very hardware centric. So um, you know, some form of device that is obtaining a biological sample. Um, and that's is and, and will be uh, you know a key part of the equation. but um, with time uh, as time goes on, I think a, a bigger part of the equation will be more software centric. Um, so the back end uh, data analytics that you're obtaining uh, from those hardware testing devices, 
Um, and especially as we think about, you know, combining data from blood analysis, from genetics, from the microbiome, how do we actually integrate those uh, data streams into something that is useful for the consumer? Um, because just because you're obtaining more data doesn't mean that you're creating more uh, greater insight. Um, so you have to you have to be able to do that. Uh, so that's where I think the differentiation will um, be be focused on is really actually the back end kind of data analytics. That's great. I mean, I, I really resonate with what you said about, you know, obtaining more data doesn't really transcend to delivering a high quality service to a consumer. Yeah. And I do think um, the future is definitely a sort of a pick and choose, as you mentioned, to sort of dull it down. But um, where they can select their level of investment and how much they want back, you're, you're of course, going to get consumers who really want a very holistic understanding of absolutely everything going on that affects their health and nutrition. Uh, and then you'll get consumers who are really looking just to target specific areas. So I agree with you. I think that's, uh, that, you know, that's something really exciting to keep an eye on as this market develops. Yeah. Um, well, Tommy, thank you so much for joining me again on this podcast. It's always great to touch base with you on this topic. Thank you. Thank you so much, Charlotte. Appreciate it.